Hi, I'm Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy, and welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. They say your network is your net worth, and this season we'll be meeting highly successful entrepreneurs and learning their networking secrets so that you can learn to do what they have done to build your own high worth network. It's not about taking, it's about giving first, collaboration, creating value. To be the best, hang out with the best. And now, let's meet one of those amazing people I know. Welcome once again to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy himself. And the guy we have here from the other side of the world in Australia is Ethan Cassiotis. So Ethan is a business growth strategist, international speaker, coach, mentor, consultant, investor, and podcast host. He helps service-based business owners grow and scale to create freedom and choice in their life. Ethan Cassiotis hosts the Business Growth Show, where he interviews successful entrepreneurs and celebrities, including, I don't know if you read this list, because it may make my podcast seem inadequate compared to yours, but I'm going to, so it can show how impressive you are. Jay Abraham, Bruce Buffer, Jillian Michaels, JT Fox, Kerwin Ray, and George Kukas. He has spoken on stage in front of 2,500 people alongside gold medalists Stephen Bradbury and Bruni Surin and Stedman Graham, Oprah's partner, and JT Fox. He has personally worked with many of Australia's biggest brands, including Target, Kmart, Westfield, Coles, and Department of Defense. So, Ethan, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Yeah, thanks a lot, Michael. Awesome to be here. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing uh, show for everyone watching and listening. Absolutely. So, from that list that we were talking about before we started, uh, I imagine that a little bit of networking was involved in getting some of those names into that bio. Definitely networking. Networking is extremely important. And, you know, another word I would call it is relationship building at mm -hmm. the same time. Because one thing is networking and that to people, but how do we actually build a stronger connection, a stronger relationship with people? And then, um, you know, being able to ask at the right time to be connected to these people, um, to other people. And, you know, what, one thing that I would say as a quick little tip is how are you adding value to other people? I think that's a really good one because mm. you, you can't just go up to somebody and just say, hey, introduce me to this person, especially <laughs> if they're a very high level person. It's like, well, <clears throat> what's the relationship here? Um, so how are you how are you connecting with people that are connected to these other people? Right. There's always, you know, connections there, adding value and then, yeah, asking at the right time for an introduction and then, yeah, making the most of it. So I, I imagine some people right hear that list and they're they're thinking, well, he's probably been in business a long time. He's got lots of money, and that's how he knows all these people. Um, so is that how you've gotten all these connections? Is by just having lots of money and success, and you're you go to successful people's parties and you hang out on yachts and stuff? Or are you networking some other way that does not involve just drinking crystal out of um, you know gold goblets? Yeah, no, definitely don't have huge amounts of money. Did not grow into wealth or something as a family. Um, you know, my parents high school teachers um so I grew up in a in a smaller city in australia in adelaide i'm in sydney now but um basically you know it was going through the school system i basically dropped out of high school in my final year uh, which my parents as teachers you can admit they uh, probably didn't like that um and then uh yeah got a job um at a young age and you know at a big environmental company worked my way up i uh, mm -hmm. did a lot of cool things or i took over all major reporting for two australian states at 19 years old I, I implemented the new computer system, SAP, SAP, you know, one of the biggest in the world was the main person in my state. Um, 
and did a lot of cool things. And then basically the head office in Sydney tapped me on the shoulder, said, we want you to move to Sydney and work in our head office in the National Business Development Department. So I thought, why not? Um, moved here. Um, it's been almost 11 years ago now uh, that I've moved in Sydney. And then um, basically, you know, doing a lot of things, working on big tenders for big clients and, and efficiency projects, reporting, work with defense there as well. And did a lot of cool things. And then basically, you know, people all these people had degrees and things like that. And I just literally worked my way up right in the business. And I thought to myself, I've got to learn more about business here. And I basically um, worked out at one of the top universities here. I could get into doing an MBA just based on over eight years experience of working. So I didn't have to have a bachelor or anything like that, which mm. is great. So I did that, did most of the core subjects. There was a bit of a management change and then basically um, didn't like it. It was under a lot of stress in my final year. So I left. I started my first business, which was almost six years ago now, um, which was waste management consulting. I was in the waste and recycling industry. Um, so basically taking all my knowledge that I'd done over 10 and a half years of that company um, and then helping, you know, clients. And I got Westfield, which is the biggest shopping center group here in Australia, um, mm -hmm. to um, do their national waste tender. I saved them about $4 million a year. Uh, then I did a bit of stuff for Coles, one of the top two supermarkets. Then I worked with Kmart and Target, which I know are in the US as well, mm -hmm. um, and still work with them for over four years now. Saved them millions a year. Um, did a lot of cool things there. Worked with Defense um, and, and many other big brands um, with that business. And that's, you know, beating a lot of the big, you know, my, my competition. It was just me at the start, right? And I'm beating all these big companies, um, getting in there over them and and being able to do that with, with you know, being able to do my value. And then basically, um, you know, from there, I started my podcast as well, the Business Growth Show. And, and then people would come to me as well and just say, you know, I go to networking events. We're talking about networking now. And People would say, Ethan, no, I've got this business challenge. What do you think about this? And I'd be like, why don't you do one, two, three, four, five? And they're like, that's amazing. Um, can you just say that again? I just need to write that down. So, I've, you know, one of my superpowers is I have a great memory. So uh -huh. what I learn, and I'm, you know, I'm a great learner, is I'm able to access that information, connect dots very easily. So come up with new strategies, tactics for my clients very easily. So that's why I call myself a business growth strategist. Um, so I'm like, I got to create a business out of this basically, right? You know, that's how it works. Um, so yeah, did that, um, been doing that for about three years now and then helping, um, you know, sort of not only the big guys, but a lot of, you know, SME businesses, small, medium enterprises, um, mm -hmm. you know, service-based businesses to grow and scale in that way. And, you know, and then through that, you know, area there, I realized that I had to, um, you know, basically, like you said, network, build relationships with people. How do I add value? That's always the question that I ask first. And then, it's all about timing going, okay, who knows this person? I'd love to get this person on my show. Who knows this person? Who do I need to build a relationship with? How do I reach out to them? How do I connect with them? Um, and then, you know, asking at the right time at the same time, um, once you've sort of, yeah, build some rapport and, 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 you know, a connection there as well. So definitely didn't start from, from money or anything like that. I do, I go on a few yachts because Sydney is, you know, you can see it in the background. If you're watching on video here right now, it's a nice Harbor. So I do go, I've gone going this weekend on a nice four hour cruise, but that's a bit in between, uh, but definitely didn't yeah start with money, but I think anybody can really make it, you know, with the right mindset as well. Interesting. Um, so yeah, a couple of things that I want to dive into. Uh, one is that you mentioned the idea of like someone you want to meet and then you, you figure out what relationships you need to build and someone who is more cynical and not a networker might say, oh, so you're going to use people to get to who they know. Um, so tell me why that's wrong and you're not using people as you build these relationships. Yeah, it's definitely not about using people. I go back to adding value. So it's like, how can I help this person? Because in the end, as an, as an entrepreneur, we're problem solvers, right? And um, 
in, in general in life with people, people have challenges, have problems, they have things that are important to them that they would like to do. Everyone needs something, right? Whether it's business, life, whatever it is. So, you know, the key thing that I would say is understand what, what is that? What is important to this person? What do these people need help with? And help them. If you can help someone solve a problem in business or life, there's the law of reciprocation. People mm-hmm. want to, oh, thank you for helping me. How can I help you? And whether that's something directly or it could be an introduction, right? Um, you know, to somebody like that. So it's, um, you know, I think that's that's what it is. It's, it's an exchange of value. It's always in, in a, you know, a lens of serving and helping. But, you know, I, I am strategic, I guess, sometimes is like, think about who knows if I want to interview somebody, uh, you know, like Jay Abraham, massive, you know, highest paid mark in the world that I've interviewed. It's like, who knows Jay Abraham? Okay, this person knows Jay Abraham. How can I add a lot of value to this person um and then at the right time when i feel like i've added enough value it's like um there's a term one of my coaches uses called relational capital mm-hmm. it's like how can i add enough you know to the relationship where there's a, there's a bank there and going wow ethan's provided me a lot of value so that when i ask the question for introduction it's like yeah no worries awesome um you know they don't feel used at all because i've you know provided them with with decent value and then you know get that connection but then it's up to me right because it's Connection is one thing, but then it's how you actually then connect it and get it over the line is also the next thing as well. That makes sense. Uh, so we talk about uh, providing value. What what does that what does that look like for someone who's listening and be like, okay, cool, I got to meet someone, I got to provide them value, but I'm not a brilliant coach, and um, you know, maybe someone's early on in their career or they're just starting their business. Like, okay, I got a business, I'm starting out, I do ten thousand dollars a year in revenue, um, and I don't know a lot of people. How can I create a lot of value? For the people I want to build relationships with. Yeah, so there's a few ways. Um, generally, I would say if you don't know a lot of people, get out there and start to obviously connect with a lot more people. And I know you know you're an awesome uh, networking concierge as well. But get out there into certain networking groups. There's you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of free groups. There's potentially paid groups as well. Like get out there in your network. And we're a global society now, so it doesn't have to be in person. Yes, in person is great, and but that's quite limited um you know in person you can create likely deeper connections to an extent but it's limited so get onto a lot of you know virtual things and connect with people around the world you never know where it is you know one of my um coaches says um you know it takes one deal one opportunity um you know to really change your life and change your business so um you know if there's free seminars right go to that free seminar in person go to the free one online attend these things connect with the people that are there because you never know where something's going to happen from that so That's one thing um, in general, I would say, to build your network. The other lens, and we're both uh, in this bucket, is Mm -hmm. podcasting, Mm -hmm. right? A podcast is a great way to add value to someone because as a host, we're talking about now, because if we say, hey, come on my podcast, I'm going to make you look awesome, right? Um, You know, that's a way to add value because that we're talking, you know, your focus is on the the, the person like myself Mm -hmm. in this instant on your podcast you're adding value to me, um, I'm, you know, connecting to your network, um, talking about a lot of things. So I found the podcast is a great way because I wouldn't necessarily be able to have meetings with some of these people, but I can interview them on my podcast. Yes. So, right. So that's a key distinction there. So that's, that's how podcasting has become really powerful. So I would say, you know, create a podcast. You have to be committed to it, of course. And you can just start with your network and just build it up um, from there. Um, you know, We've done over 100 episodes each. You know, we're going a fair while, um, but you know, we didn't start like that, right? We started mm-hmm. at one, so 
just get started. But that's what I would say uh, is a great way you can provide value. But it's just all, it's also about asking the question. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of people don't know how to ask. Like it's, you know, what's important for you right now? What do you need help with right now? What connections do you need? What, um, you know, what's exciting you right now? Those types of questions you need to ask people because you don't know how to add value unless you really know these answers to these questions and see what it is, um, you know, whether, you know, and then that way you can then go out to people and go, oh, I can help you directly right now. I'll go, okay, cool. I'll, I'm not going to note that down. Let me see if I can find um, somebody that I know that can, you know, do whatever that is. And then you can go back to them and, and create a relationship from there. Yeah. And that that's, that's all right. on. And, and one thing I want you know people to recognize, because we're actually, this is our first conversation. We met um, through, through one of Mark Jarrett's groups. Uh, and then now we're on a podcast and here we are. So part of what's, what's happening is, you know, you're, you're sharing a lot of the networking philosophies that I also share and thus boom, rapport. Hey, you say that I say that, Oh, we got along. We agree. Yay. And so it's a great way. So I think some people starting a podcast might say, well, I don't have the audience. I don't have the experience. I don't have the knowledge. Can you ask questions and sound impressed? If so, you can host a podcast and, as someone who's been on podcasts, and, and Nathan, you probably agree, having someone ask you questions and then go, oh, yeah, mm. oh, oh, I love that. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's totally, yeah. You, you, we're not sitting here thinking, oh, I wonder how big the audience is. I wonder if I'll get a lead out of this. I wonder if I'll get more. No, it's like, this is a very enjoyable experience. You get to t- share what I know and be told that I'm really smart. So <laughs> there's a lot of value you can provide just like that. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree with all that. It's uh, it's an amazing experience being on this side, you know, and, and like you said, it's it's about asking great questions. And if I was going to give a tip about asking great questions, because I'm known for asking great questions, is um, what are you really curious about? Like being a little bit selfish, let's call it, in the question. So, you know, you know, someone's got a certain amount of experience, I can ask these general questions, which will be yep. great value for the audience. But what is it that I, I really want to know from this person? those because there's a different energy that happens there because you're like you're really intrigued it's a really different left field question as well um and then and you know everyone's very you know open on a podcast to just share whatever there's a lot of golden nuggets that get shared because you can never share everything that you know right um on there so they're happy to give away you know whatever value um and even if it's part of you know paid programs people are happy to share that um there so so think about those questions that are different and i've you know there's been many times that people have said no one's ever asked me that question before when i've been on on my podcast so how can you be that person what's a different question that you're like i really want to know this you know about something um that's going to be the stuff that you know brings people alive a little bit more and go okay cool yeah great question and it sort of um it makes us look better as the podcast host i think as well yeah yeah and and back in last year 2021 is the season three of this show I was making about $250 a month in my business plus Uber driving. And I I was doing the podcast so I could basically get successful people on there and say, what the heck are you doing? You know, I'm pretty sure you're not actually smarter than me. You just know something I don't. What is it that you know? And I interviewed about 50 people. And, and these were, you know, six, seven, couple of eight-figure business owners. And they shared everything. And they shared all their all their tips and best strategies and tools. And we're totally happy to do it because there's nothing like someone telling you you're smart. Yeah, I, that's why I love being a guest on podcasts. Uh, but there's, there's, there's definitely, but and they were just, and, and I, I built my business out of what I learned doing that podcast. Um, and that's that's what I'm doing, you know, in this season as well is bringing on your know, kind of people at the next level to come and be like, I need to go learn from you on podcast again. So, 
So, you know, if you're out there, you don't have a podcast, it could be a great tool for learning from people while also platforming them. And so it's reciprocity built in, you know, built in right there. So that's, that's a great thing. Um, but actually, I want to go back to the early part of your story because you said you, you dropped out of high school and then got a job and just worked your way up. And in that version of the story, that sounds pretty simple. Oh, oh I didn't have a high school di- diploma, but no problem. I just got a job and up I worked through hard work and smarts. Um, so is that something that anyone could have done? Is there something that you did that's, that people should learn from? Um, yeah, what, what can we learn from your, your diplomaless ascension up the corporate ladder? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, everyone's path is different. And and this is where I'm big on mindset. And then mindset comes into this a lot because um, there was a lot of people that doubted me. When I dropped out of school, my teachers told me I would never be successful. They literally told me that, right? You know, thank you, you know, for that limiting, right? Belief there that they're trying to instill. Um, and then my dad told me I would never be able to study. My dad has three degrees, mm-hmm. right? And I dropped out of school is like, you'll never be able to study. That's like, I was put into boxes, right? Like, you're just not going to be successful. You'll never be able to study. So a lot of people could have taken that on and said, you know what? Um, You know, I'm just going to just get a job and just, you know, work at McDonald's for the rest of my life or, you know what I mean? Like, whatever it is like that and could just capitulated and and not done that. But I I grew up playing a lot of sport, um, especially soccer and and tennis a lot growing up. I won many, you know, championships um, like that. I have that drive, you know, to win. Um, so I think that's part of my my grit resilience is is playing sport a lot. And so if someone tells me that I can't do something, my mindset goes, watch me prove you wrong. <laughs> and I know that and I know that this is if you've watched Michael Jordan's The Last Dance on, on Netflix, um, that was like his mindset where he was like he needed a villain or he apparently he used to create, you know, fake things where these players would tell him, you know, that he couldn't do something or whatever, just so that he could create this gear in himself, um, you know, which is very interesting. And when I look back, that was a very similar thing. And we don't always want to go to the point of proving people wrong, but we can use it as fuel, right? Use it as fire to go, let me show you, let me prove you wrong. And my, my dad's eating his words, right? Um, you know, like that, he goes, well done, you know, because um, I didn't think you could do it. Even when I moved to Sydney, um, which is five and a half years later, he said, you wouldn't last six months because I was, I've got a Greek background. And as a traditional Greek family, the guy does nothing in the house. I literally never had used the washing machine, the iron, like, you know, never cooked, right? Nothing. And I went to live in, a, in another state and he said, you wouldn't last six months. And I, you know, I've been there for over 11 years and, you know, I met my wife here. So I, I'm here for the long term. So I, I proved him wrong as well. So I think people are going to tell you that you can't do something the lens you always have to have is how do I make this work? How do I make this happen? Mm-hmm. Right? Like you need to be able to focus on the positive. There is always a way and it's never either or it, you can always, you can have both of things right like that. It's, you know, like that's the type of lenses that I, w- I would say. And, you know, it was a traineeship. That's how I got in initially. I literally got, had like, I had to do a, like a, it was nothing really a certificate three in business when I was 18, just to get something. And they would, I think they had some subsidies from the government to hire people like me. And I was the first male that they had hired in the sales admin role. They told me they'd never hired a male before, right? In this, in this role, but they love me so much um, that, you know, they put me in. And then I was just like, you know what? I don't have a high school thing. So I'm going to have to outwork anybody here. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to prove myself even more so that I am better than these people because some people have different sets of skills and knowledge, right? And everything like that. So we're not all the same there. 
but the way we we commit to a business or a task and our work ethic you know no that that's something that you can bring that you know other people don't have so i brought that and i was quicker than anybody else you know i was you know smarter all these things that i was doing to to really you know put myself out there and and you know and then they were like okay an opportunity comes up who's the one that's performing the best athan is let's give athan this opportunity so i think that's the way is, is doing things that are not just in your role as well you know i would say if you're working your way up is what can you do other areas going oh can i can i look at this or can i work on another project how can you add more value to the business right how can it's all about adding value um, so that you can do that so that's a few things that i did growing up and then you know really putting myself out there a lot more and connecting to people and and one other thing i would say about this is about relationships but about that story too is that don't put too many people up on a pedestal because mm-hmm. you know then you're always like this person's up here and things like that believe that you're on the same level as yep. them so you know like the managing director right or the, the state manager or the managing director of the business most people were scared of him because they were like oh he's the big guy and he's you know he's on millions a year and all this type of stuff and i just walked up to him I'm, it was like a friend to me and i'd have a laugh with him and you know all these types of things same with the other managers and all of a sudden i'm on the same level as as these high level people that are mm-hmm. extremely successful so that was a key thing to me as well is knowing that these people are just people um like anybody in the world they just want to connect and have you know a bit of a laugh or you know a bit of a chat about things so how do you connect with people like that that's how you can really move up and, and you know in a lot of different ways in life and business yeah and i think that last one that's a huge point about not being intimidated um, that's one thing to be impressed by someone be like you know I, I they did a lot they've done some very impressive things but when you're intimidated and you're like whoa they got all this money and they they've got all this power and and yeah, I, I occasionally have this realization of like, wow, I hang out with a lot of millionaires. And I need to remind myself, I'm like, oh, this person's probably a millionaire. Interesting. Huh, how about that? But there, if if I didn't, and part of it is I interact on Zoom. So it makes it a bit easier because everyone looks, you know, anyone can put a background on Zoom and look, you know, put on a jacket, put up a background. You can't tell this back. This this is my old frayed jacket. Yeah, I use this jacket on Zoom because you can't see all the defects in it because they're the low resolution. Great. Um <laughs> I have a different jacket for in person, but, but, you know, when you're talking to someone and they mention and they mentioned that like, you know, they did something, they had a $12 million commission out of it and um, they got to keep half of it and the other half went whatever. And you're like, wait, half of 12 is 6 million. You got to wow. But they're just this, this guy, you know, they're just a person who happens to have money. It's not like there's a noble class or a, or, you know that they're they're some sort of celestial being of of uh you know floating wealth they're just people who happen to have money or power and and that that's crucial not to be intimidated by by that and and also i imagine a lot of these organizations they're kind of not lonely but not a lot of people are talking to them so if you come to them and you share something with them they're like oh i didn't realize that because no one's telling them anything nobody wants to tell the the boss's boss's boss that thing you noticed so you tell him something and suddenly he's like, oh, what? We should probably take care of that. Yeah, we should definitely do that. So that's that's a, a very, very powerful point. Yeah, sure is, mate. I love that. So true. Um, you know, I think as we get more successful, um, yeah, our, our friend circle gets smaller. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and because of that factor, and it's so that's, this is where the adding value and being different is, is really powerful because, you know, these, I think everything can be learned, right? You know, you talked about interviewing all these 50 people and learning, you know, all the successful traits. 
you know, one thing is the strategies and the tactics that people use, but a lot of it is the mindset mm-hmm. because, you know, there's a lot of limiting beliefs that happened as we grew up. Um, you know, our parents told us certain things that their parents told them, um, you know, like my dad told me hundreds of times, money is the root of all evil, right? Mm-hmm. So that was imprinted on me um, from all the ways. And then when I started my first business, it was challenging for the first few months. And then I um, did a personal development event, a lot of mindset shifts. And I also read at around the same time, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert mm-hmm. Kiyosaki. Yep. Um, great book. And he talks about his rich dad saying that lack of money is the root of all evil because without money, we don't have, you know, freedom choice. We can't be able to help more people, et cetera, et cetera. And all these reasons why. And you're like, yes, that's what I want to believe now. And I had to reprint that, you know, re script myself into that way of thinking. And as soon as that happened, bang, got Westfield as my first big client, the biggest shopping center group. And then everything started moving from there. So it's, it's also modeling the beliefs of successful people. So you talked about, so it's not only just what they say, it's what, what are their beliefs behind that? And they may not necessarily say it directly. Sometimes they do, but then go, okay, I want, I like that belief. I'm going to note that down to myself and I'm going to tell that, that to myself every day. And you watch how other things change around you because you've changed your mindset as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing that I found in my interviews, and I imagine you have as well, your thoughts on this, is that by surrounding myself with better people, I get better. So when I interviewed 50 people, you know, because of my schedule and what I do, now I'm lucky because I've gotten myself into a niche where I can just network and meet awesome people. And that's basically my business. And I just talk to awesome people all day. Um, and probably not everyone can spend their whole week talking to high energy, high vibration, successful people. Um, but, but talk a little about the, the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people that will raise your, if you want to get woo-woo better, raise your vibration raise your your mindset yeah great point and let, let's go the other element first right that what happens if you don't have a lot of you know great people in your you know the top five people you hang around is who you become as they mm-hmm. say so even if you have one person it could be five people but let's say even if there's one person that's extremely negative and you know not you know there for your highest best good and always talking down that affects us mm-hmm. because their their mindset is is going through our mind and you know, you can sort of deflect it when you're there with the person. There are strategies to do that if you're around, you know, people. But if it's constant, mm-hmm. then it's it's going to affect us um, one way or another um, in there because they're, they're, it's just that impression, right? So um, that's what you need to watch out for. Now, obviously, then you so you want to get to the point where the main people you're hanging around are all positive. You know, they're, they're wanting, you know, the best thing in you. Maybe they challenge you and they could have different types of people in your life. It's not like you want all the same person, but it could be, you know, just people in life, people could be business people, you know, a, a variety of just, you know, positive people like that. Um, because when you have that, it's really just um, like you said, it supercharges, it, it, it creates that high vibration. Now, some people probably be going, yeah, that's easy to say, Ethan, you know, um, but I've, got, I've I've known this person for my whole life, you know, since school from a young age, and I don't really want to get rid of them and stuff like that. Well, I was like that with people before, and I find that the easiest way is to drift from people. I don't want to necessarily cut people out and just mm-hmm. be like, I'm not speaking to you anymore because you're negative. Um, you know, um, one, one great thing that one of my coaches said was, I only connect with people that are over 85% positive. I think that's a great thing to think of because no one's 100% positive all the time because, you know, challenges pop up. But as long as they're mostly positive and, you know, and a good person overall, I think that's what you want to find. 
um, in a person um, and, and who you want to emulate there. So, you know, for these other people, you know, it could be, I'll give an example, we're in business. People that are friends of mine are still in jobs and they're, they're doing working their life. Now that's fine, each of their own right and what they want to do, but I'm going on a completely different trajectory. So there's a disconnect now. There's more of a disconnect now between us. So it, it almost makes it easier to to drift. And so I just I just don't necessarily contact these people and I see if they reach out to me and then, you know, if they reach out many times, okay, but then eventually you just naturally drift. So that's a way that's it's an amicable way of, um, you know, moving away from these people. You watch, once you start getting higher level people, you know, it changes. Now, mm-hmm. some of you may say, oh, but I don't know these great people and stuff like that yet. I don't know who I can get. Okay, cool. Well, it's about adding value again, but go to these networking events, go to in-person events, go to the online events and make an effort and have an intention. And this is where quantum physics comes into what you talked about, you know, a little bit woo-woo, right? But quantum physics is about intention with everything on what we can attract. So if we're talking quantum physics now, go in with an intention to a networking event in person or virtual going, hey, I'm going to connect really deeply with at least one person or three people or whatever the number is. And then, you know, if it's in person, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a coffee with these people. Or if it's virtual, I'm going to set up a meeting after with these people. And if I really like them, you know, create regular meetings, build a relationship with these people, see where there's a value exchange where you can help each other, even just keeping each other accountable for things or bouncing off ideas, whatever it is. That's where you're going to find these people. You've got to be intentional about finding these. And they're not just going to fall into your lap. You need to be intentional. I think there's some key points of really, and then you watch your whole world will change and, you know, your whole mindset, your whole, who you're attracting, who you're hanging around will be very, very different. Yeah. And I think that's key is, is get, gets back to the not be intimidated and to realize that these people might be perfectly happy. Cause, that, cause you know, as you said, I'm glad you addressed that. I was about to ask, um, you know, for people out there who, who are, who are, they don't have money, they don't have connections. They're like, yeah, that's easy for you to say you're, you know, you, you've, you've got a the business growth show and you've got all these connections and you're there in the big city. And, um, but you know, what about me? I don't know anybody, but yo, know, you can go to the networking events. You can meet people, you make connections. You, and, and it, for me, when I didn't know anybody, I would introduce people at the event. So I, I remember I knew 20 people in the, in the whole County and I went to an event. I introduced the third person I met to the first person I met, like right there in the room, just start making connections. Cause it's not like you need to make life changing connections for it to matter. You need to be putting the effort, and you're totally right. Within a few months, um, I found this when I went online about two years ago. I started connecting with people. Uh, this about six months ago, I put together an amazing networking group because it's the people I want to hang out with. So I just invited a bunch of people, and it's this tremendous, just amazing, uplifting, high energy people helping each other, support each other, supporting me. And at about almost every one of them, when I first met them, I was like, "Whoa, I can't believe I'm on a Zoom call with this person." And now they all come to my group every week. It's really cool. But it's it's not because I'm special and some amazing networker. It's because I talk to people, approached it with a perspective, how can I help them, and then invited them. And then I asked, as you said, you know, I, I asked, do you want to join this group? And they're like, oh, yes, I would like to join the group. So that is, that's a, a really powerful thing. So any yeah. other thoughts on how someone can, can leverage that to get themselves to a position of, of success and really – you know, to, to be standing in front of a of the Sydney Opera House in the middle of the water. <laughs> this is on top of the Harbour Bridge. Um, oh, oh the bridge. Good. Okay. You're not just floating in the water. That's good. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's for those right. of audio, I'm talking about this background. So you have to watch <laughs> that YouTube. No, that's right. And you can climb the Harbour Bridge. It's a thing that you can pay for and you can actually climb it, which is pretty cool. As a oh, cool. Thing okay. Learn about the history if you're ever in Sydney as a side thing. Um, 
I'd say another way that you can get high level people and medium people is by joining masterminds. And this is where you're investing, right, money. Because yes, at, at free things, you can meet great people and things like that. But the people that invest in themselves, and you know, I think we're the, big, we're the best investment in ourselves. Who are you learning from? Who are your coaches and mentors? Or which masterminds are you joining for different reasons? Life, business, certain areas, you know, networking, whatever it is, um, that are going to help you. Because the people that invest in themselves are the ones that want to grow. They're likely the higher level caliber people, right, that, that you want to be around. So I would say find coaches, mentors, people who you resonate with, number one, in general with coaches and mentors. They're so important. They've helped me a lot with my success. Um, and so I'd say definitely get coaches and mentors uh, and multiples of them. Um, get, you know, get into network you know, groups, but mastermind groups especially, and then create those partnerships. Because when you're in a mastermind group, it, it's more connected. You're like, okay, cool. We're in this group together. Um, we want to you know, help each other and um, you know, it's more about, yeah, let's get on a call. It's very easy to get on a call with someone when you're in sort of like a paid group together, right? In that sort of area, rather than just, you know, meeting someone at a, at a free event, you can still make it work. And then you, there's potential partnerships and things like that. So think about um, not only, you know, who can I connect them? How can I add value? But also, is there some partnerships or some connections here that might be beneficial? Because, you know, as a business joint ventures, partnerships, I know this is part of what you talk about as well, Michael, it is really powerful because if you get even one massive joint venture partner, that could be like, that could completely change your business and you could, that could make you, you know, a million dollars, right? Or more a year with one big massive partner. So who uh, has a similar market to you, but doesn't compete with you? That's probably the simplest way that I would explain it. Who has a similar market, doesn't compete. Do you have complementary services? Is it just a referral type thing? Is it an actual partnership that you go together and you do things together? Um, those types of things. So I'd be thinking of that. And that's another way you can add value to somebody else. It's like, hey, I have this thing. I think I'd be a great bolt on to your business and, you know, give them a special deal, make it all great and things like that. Um, and then you create those partnerships from that. So I'd be thinking from that lens around <clears throat> how can I create these partnerships? And then you watch like just being a good person and asking the right questions, opportunities, invitations will pop up. Like I went to an event um, a free event seminar one day, right in person, and there was a Q and A section right at the end. And one of the guys that I was with, he was tapping the shoulder. He goes, "Come on, ask a question, ask a question," because he knows I'm good at asking great questions. I asked this question, and what happened was this lady, one of the top speakers in the world, called her son from overseas right then and said, "I want you to introduce you to Ethan, and I want you to create a partnership with him for this particular type of business." And, remember, and she goes, "Remember, the opportunity came to you, not anybody else. They can get on the call." but it came to you. That happened from asking a question at an event, Wow! right? So, you know, that's what's possible for you. I'm not here to impress you with that. What I'm saying is if, if you're the type of person that's very positive and you ask great questions and, and things like that, people notice that, go, okay, wait a minute, this person's a little bit different, um, works, you know, runs at a higher level. And now I'm creating this awesome partnership um, at the moment that's going to be, um, well, I can't say too much right now, but um you know, that that's the type of things that you do that that's possible. So believe it's possible and then go out there and, and see what comes from that and use your, your gut feeling, your intuition mm -hmm. to then your instincts to make that decision right for you. So, you know, when I, when I went to certain events, I, I would go to an event and all of a sudden I get this feeling going, I need to buy this. Like I love going to events where people are selling things. People are like, oh, I hate people pitching and stuff like that. 
I love it because I can, I'm analyzing how they do it. That's the lens I'm going in. I want to see how they do it. So then can I add some elements of how they sell, right? You know, and then, but then sometimes I'll be like, this really feels right for me. I need to do this. So when I've done that and I've followed that, that's where like massive opportunities have come from there. That one deal, one opportunity. And there's been like a cascading effect where I've done this thing, I've done this thing, I've done this thing. And now I'm not only connecting with big people, but I'm investing in big companies, right? And early stages and really rubbing shoulders with very, very high level people. And that's come from, that hasn't just happened once. That's that's like 20 little events of connections and saying yes to myself and investing and connecting to this person that's led to this um, you know, area there. So you need to start and you need to keep following that. And if you do that, just massive yeah, opportunities will come your way. I love it. So this has been fantastic, and uh, very much enjoyed learning from you and sharing, which you know, sharing your networking philosophies, which are quite a bit like my networking philosophies. So it's like mine, but with a cooler accent. Um, <laughs> Love it. And and fun fact: Westfield malls are over here too in Connecticut. We've got four or five of them <laughs> in uh, nice. in Connecticut, which always was weird because there's a Westfield, Massachusetts. I'm like, wait, why is there a Westfield, but it's not in Westfield? I'm so confused. And I finally learned his brand name and it made a lot more sense then. Um, but so is there, a, is, um, is there anything I haven't asked or anything you'd like to share with our, our audience before I let you go? Yeah, I would just say that um, believe it's all about mindset, right? So whatever it is, believe you can do it. And the I am statement is very powerful. So mm -hmm. I am um, a master at networking. Let's use the networking phrase. Like that's a great thing that you can say to yourself every day. If you don't think you're good at networking or I am, you know, um, one of the top, you know, business growth strategists in the world or whatever it is that you do, you know, build that identity around yourself, build those things, tell yourself these things, because once you do that, you watch what happens around you. Your, your world will change. Your outlook will change and you will just meet more people. So I would say work on what's in here because I can teach the same strategies and tactics in business to 10 people and there will be 10 different outcomes because of what's in between their ears, their mindset. So work on the mindset, believe it in the present of who you are, step into that new identity of yourself. And when you do that, that's when you'll be able to really connect properly, you know, and move up to where you want to be. Fantastic. And so if people want to connect with you and learn more, how can they do that? Yeah. So thank you, Michael. So my website, athencassiotis.com, which is A-T-H-I-N-C-A-S-S-I-O-T-I-S.com. That's got everything that I do around my coaching and mentoring, consulting, speaking, and my podcast, as well as on there, The Business Grow Show. Uh, you can find that on all the big platforms too. I interview the big people um, on social media. So uh, LinkedIn uh, is very big. Um, uh, Facebook uh, as well. I've got YouTube too with my podcast. So uh, my name is very unique. So just find me on there. There's only one of me um, on there, but I'd love to connect. Uh, let me know that you watched me from, from Michael's um, podcast as well. And that would be really powerful. Um, yeah, they're, they're all the key elements. And I've, I've got some awesome like, you know, eBooks and free things that you can find um, online on my website and things like that. So, and I just want to say um, thank you, Michael, as well, for having me here. It's been a pleasure to talk about networking, all these things to provide value to people and great that there's, there's alignment in the way that we see things without knowing, right, before we we met today um, that, you know, there's a lot of alignment. So we're, we're here for a reason to really make a difference in people's lives. So well done for you for having this podcast to really help a lot of people as well. It's been a, a great experience. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I find th things tend to work the way they're supposed to in a lot of times. So thank you so much for being on the show. And again, that's uh, Ethan 
Cassiotis, and all those links are in the chat. I'm not going to spell it again, but you can go, not the chat, the show notes. That's what we have. We're on a podcast. There are show notes. In the show notes, you will find the links. So thank you, Ethan, for being on the show. This has been awesome. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. Please be sure to follow this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love to hear your feedback. Email me at michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com. Learn more about me and what I'm up to at guywhoknowsaguy.com. Know someone who might find this interview interesting? Why not share it with them? And be sure to join me every Monday for the Monday Update right here on the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast feed. I'm Michael Whitehouse, the Guy Who Knows a Guy, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect jv-connect.com that's jv-connect.com december 12th and 13th 2023 we'll see you there